It's me, Roz Dresfalez. I am having a great day in the studio because I just had a really fun interview. Uh, I did a couple of them. Well, one of them you're going to hear in just a moment. But I also just interviewed uh, a dear friend of mine who works at the world-famous Hollywood Improv, where I have always done my stand-up show. And... uh, she talks about the ghosts of the improv. So tune in next week to hear about that because it is epic. I also was just looking at our Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresvales, and oh my gosh, our dear friend Casey, who has been on our listener show, and she's come to live shows, uh, she... Uh, she posted this video of her son, and it is terrifying. She says, so this just happened in my son's room. Nothing is wrong in his closet. Nothing fell. We couldn't duplicate the sounds. He hears it, and he says, Mom, hello? And all the other sounds are the closet, until the very end where he comes out to tell us someone is knocking in his closet. Not cool. I guess I'll be saging the house tomorrow. And can we talk about how he literally put his head inside the closet? He's braver than I am. Yes, he's very brave. So what what this video is, is it's her uh, son. And you hear some weird noises. And then he is so brave. Uh, This is not the kind of child I was. I would have for sure put the blanket over my head and uh, probably peed. He takes his head and he looks into the closet as there's somebody knocking in there. And you see orbs galore flying around in every direction. So check out that video in the Facebook group and keep us updated. Casey! You know, I did mention that Casey has come to the live show. And you could be like Casey. Not in the sense that you'll have um, a ghost haunting your children. But you could come to a live show And I've got one for you on March 7th in Los Angeles. I still have tickets left. And I want you to come, please. I love meeting you all. And uh, it's always so fun. And Elena Servideo Schwinn, our psychic friend, will be there. And Dave Holmes from television and, and print media and all over the world. Stage and screen. He'll be there telling ghost stories. So we're going to have a great time. You can get those tickets on the Cavern Club theater.com website or you can get the the tickets in the link on my bio on instagram i really hope i can see you there it's gonna be so fun i want to read a ghost story that was sent to me from sophie all right sophie says when i was about 15 my family took a trip to austin texas and my mom surprised me knowing my love for the paranormal that we would be staying in the haunted Driskill Hotel. I was admittedly a little more terrified to know we'd actually be staying there, thanks mom, but was nonetheless completely stoked as well. Right when we got there, I made my way down to the lobby while my family unpacked in our fifth floor room, which I would later discover was a floor haunted by the ghost of a little girl named Samantha, 
whose portrait hung just feet from our hotel room door. I was given an informational flyer about the ghost of the Driscoll, including a description of Samantha, the little girl who died chasing her ball down the grand staircase. Oh. Apparently, she likes to play with locks and pushes around a small ball seen by many guests. I tucked the flyer away and decided not to scare my family by reading it. Oh, that's sweet of you, Sophie. Only about an hour later, we were unpacked and ready to leave our room when our hotel room door, unlocked, wouldn't open. It was extremely strange, since the only way to lock or unlock the door was from the inside. I then told my family that the little girl ghost likes to play with locks. So they started jokingly calling to her. The door wouldn't budge. The strange part was that it felt like someone was holding the knob from the outside, but there was no one there. After 10 minutes of trying to open the door, we had to call down to the lobby for help. They came up and had to manually unlock the door with tools in order for us to be let out. Their explanation? Samantha likes to play with locks. If that wasn't freaky enough, another day, my mom and I were leaving the hotel room when she walked out before me, stopped in the middle of the hallway, and said, Why is there a ball rolling around in the middle of the hallway? Prior to this incident, I had not told any of my family members about Samantha's ball. My blood ran cold, and when I ran out to where my mom was pointing, I didn't see the ball. But the doorknob behind where she was pointing started shaking violently. Needless to say, we ran to the elevator as fast as we could. The other paranormal occurrence was the lamp beside my bed would be either on or off when I came back to the room. Always the opposite of how I left it. I'm sure my mom slightly regretted her decision to have us stay there when I wedged my 15-year-old self in between my parents and their queen bed more than one night during our trip. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your incredible podcast. Ah, thank you, Sophie in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm actually going to be staying in a hotel. Well, here's the thing. My friend Sam, uh, my best friend Sam Pancake, former podcast guest, he... uh, we were talking on the phone the other night and we were talking about how, oh, you know what? We both had the weekend free and we haven't been on a good road trip in a while. So we are going to San Francisco this weekend. And Sam, he was like, oh, I'll, I'll book the hotels. Don't worry. It'll be great. So he sends me the information. He goes, oh, I booked this hotel. It's really historic. It's going to be really fun. You're going to love it, whatever. So, of course, like I always talk about, I Googled the name of this hotel with the word haunted after it. And you better believe that there were some articles and uh, people chirping in on the internet about how this hotel is haunted. And we're going to be staying there for two nights. And, uh, you know, Sam, he likes to go out and have a good time. And he, uh, you know, I'm just an old lady and I was planning on spending this weekend writing and working on some projects. So I'm probably just going to be staying in my hotel room this whole weekend. And uh, hopefully I'll have some interesting stories to report back with. So we'll see about that. Today's show, uh, I am joined by a friend of mine who I love, and I she's an incredible comedian, and we've done a lot of shows together. And uh, 
we're gonna she, she's a very deep thinker so it's gonna be cool uh for you guys to hear some of her thoughts so here is caitlin gill ladies and gentlemen i am joined by a comedic force, a comedic powerhouse, <laughs> Caitlin Gill and Puppy Major. Oh yes, I brought my tiny dog. I'm I'm the physical powerhouse. She's my tiny might. She's the little, she's the boss, the tiny boss. She's so cute. Yeah, me, a six foot one, two hundred fifteen pound person, got a twelve pound dog. I can tote around just for fun. <laughs> really like to mess with the scale. She looks a little bit like a German Shepherd that got hit by a shrink ray. So it kind Aww. of looks like I'm a giant with a normal sized dog, and I love it. Do you think that she can see spirits? Yes. Really? Oh yeah, for sure. I think, I dogs think all can, dogs just can, right? Yes. Well, I think uh, animals just can and do, but don't really. It's like they their consciousness doesn't need to process it. Yeah. Like, do you think they know the difference? I don't know. I just think humans are a weird animal because we know we're alive and we know we're going to die. Mm. And we think about that a lot. But I don't know that that's common to the rest of the animal kingdom. I think animals know they're going to like crows have funerals where they like ca- talk cock <laughs> in like Wait, crow languages. Crows have funerals? Yes. Where so they cock talk? They cock talk. Well, caw and talk became cock and I like it. Uh, <laughs> it's my portmanteau for the for the episode. Uh, so crows will, you know, they're always hanging out together uh, in their murders but if they come af- upon a fallen comrade, they will gather and crows have like, uh, I feel like their vocabulary is like, I'm gonna say 40 words, but I feel like it's way more than that. How do you know all this crow talk? Oh, I've man, crows are crazy. And if you start down a PBS rabbit hole, you will find a number of very adorable and gentle documentaries about crows. I can't believe that they have funeral. Well, they're already in all black. They, so right? It's, they're it's dressed perfect for, it. for a funeral. So like appropriate. Uh, but they will gather around and they, I guess they communicate about what likely happened to the bird. Seriously. Which is sort of like a, it makes sense to me as like a watch out for that power line or whatever it was. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Trucks here don't slow down or whatever happened to that bird. But they're crazy smart. You know, they use tools and stuff and solve problems that have multiple steps and they're wild smart. Wow, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, crows are nuts. Is if you yes, crows are a fun internet hole. If you are also hearing this for the first time, might I recommend looking up crows? You will be busy for the next few hours. This episode is brought to you by crows. crows. Yes, I'm sponsored by crows. I didn't want to mention that, but now that I brought it up, I uh, I do have a sponsorship. Kaka, is what I'm supposed to say. Uh, they want so, you to hold your wallets open so they can just come take your money. That's how they spend it. So what's your experience with ghosts? My personal experience... Are you a believer? Yes. My own personal experience with ghosts is that I don't... I'm not worried about them. I just think, like, of course. Like, wouldn't it be weird if there aren't? I mean, Uh I think there's validity to anything that every culture has talked about for as long as there's been humans. Like, no culture has not had a ghost issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that's because we're humans and we think about how we're alive and we're going to die. And maybe we want to, you know... In think because we all sort of thinking think about that. That's a unifying human trait. Maybe we invent ghosts, but I don't think that's what it is. I just think it makes sense that, like, so much of what we know about the world around us is matter, but most of the world around of us is like not yes. matter. So, I think there's a lot of mystery there, and that mystery is full of ghosts. <laughs> Okay. Have you encountered one? Yes. So I, um, after my grandma passed, her favorite blue recliner wound up in my bedroom. And I, uh, 
I mean, to say it wasn't a dream, I, like I know it was at night and I was asleep and then I wasn't and my grandma was in the room. Was I dreaming? I don't care. My grandmother was in her chair. She was sitting there in the recliner. She had both her legs back. My grandmother lost both her, both her legs to diabetes before she passed. And she was blind before she died. But she, I could tell, it was just like a earlier form of her. Uh, and she was, my grandma's last words were, I'm fine. Those That was the morphine talking. But uh, I'm glad it was working. She was fine at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a little visit to be like, nope. I am fine. My grandmother was very protective of me when I was super young and I would go to stay at their house. She would sleep in the room with me, which felt very sweet at the time. And it was very sweet and innocent. Once I got older, I understood that it's because that house wasn't really a safe place for children. And she was trying to guard a generation from what had affected the generation before. So it took on this much bigger meaning that like my grandmother's light or sweet protectiveness of me where like, oh, she just wants to sing me to sleep is like Mm -hmm. a little deeper and meant more. So it made sense that she would want to check back in after she checked out because she had, you know, put a a lot of emotional effort into making sure that somebody looked over me in the night. Yeah. So it just made sense that like this would happen. And she just sort of sat there and I don't remember it being like a conversation, but I do remember us acknowledging each other. And uh, I, I was fully awake as it ended. So it was like, uh, you, you know, again, technically, if you're picking it apart analytically, was I dreaming? I don't. Of course, I was moving from sleep to wake. But I think that's one of those places where your subconscious is much more rich and inviting to this kind of stuff. And I uh-huh. think because you're projecting the images that you're seeing in your subconscious, you might be able to grab on to what's less tangible to your consciousness in that space. Yes, I believe so that. So that's when people would show up. Yeah. So. The reason I'm so cash about ghosts is uh, one encounter, and I don't know if this is my family philosophy, but because I got it from a single family member, I've decided to give everybody credit. But a great uncle that I met like two times uh, was in the States having been uh, for most of his life in Scotland, which is where all my people are from. My mom was born there. Um, And Scots are like a darkly funny uh, people with a lot of pain in their past and so many dead people on one island. So ghosts are just there. That's what I hear. Yes. That whole area. Yes. Ireland. Ghosts, 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 yeah. ghosts. It's just ghosts. And it's, of course, it's like foggy and fucking cold and full of castles. Like, yeah, there's physical spaces for ghosts to be. And it's an island. It's just a, like, stuff gets stuck there. Um, but he had worked, like, when I say they have castles, it's like not a big deal. There just are castles. And kind of a job would be like if your town has a castle, you know, it has like people that work there. You know, it's not as many jobs as a factory, but hey, what are the Scots got? They, you know, so he at some point in his life told me about having this job that involved cleaning up in a castle. And that meant upstairs, downstairs, attic. And there's like straight up dungeons and stuff. Uh... And the way he told me about ghosts was like, well, of course, most of them are perfectly nice, and the rest are just rude. That's about the worst you can expect from a ghost. Like, if a ghost is trying to scare you, they're just a jerk. Like, yeah. And most ghosts are, like, perfectly normal, just going about their ghost day, and they aren't worried about you, and, like, enjoy being around the benevolent ones. Yeah, do you believe that there are demons or non-human entities that are out to get you again i don't think any cult like that's been a part of every culture's lore so i have to think that like not no 
Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I mean, why do bad things happen to good people? It's uh, like, yeah. uh, is that what cancer is? Some creepy multiplier of all your cells that just like weasels its way into our bodies? And like, is that a oh, malevolent wow. force? Like, it's not, but it is a weird, vi- like our viruses, little aliens out to get us, like... Because they are. They're little animal things that we can't see that creep under our skin and make us sick. Like, are those demons? I don't... I don't know. That's very interesting to think about. I've I don't never... think they have an agenda. It's so human-centric to think that they're out to get us. Like, some parasite is trying to hurt us. Like, I don't know. It's it, That's not a... I don't know that it measures... It's interesting. Maybe there are boogeymen who want to suck your sadness out. <laughs> and maybe there's just forces that are moving around that are that are neutral, that don't have a morality you can apply to them, but they affect us negatively. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different reasons that ghosts exist and many theories. And I think that it seems that there are some intelligent spirits or um, energies that know what they're doing. They know where they're going. They know how they're affecting you. Yep. But it doesn't seem like most of them are. Yeah. I wonder if it's just ambient. Like, you know, is, is did someone write you a love song or is it just a song playing in a mall? Like there's, you know, is I don't know. It's uh, but I'm like, yes to all of it. And we don't get to explain it. I think it's a little beyond our human math. Like, yeah. And Do you think that when we die, we'll know everything? No. I don't know. <laughs> My dog is worried about it. <laughs> for everybody who's, I feel like somebody's worried. I'm like holding her dead. Like she's just whining for a treat in my hand. You're manipulative. You're manipulative. That's what you are. Um, while I'm, yes. Uh, while I'm talking about spirits I don't know or can't see but affect us, this whiny dog, I, I do think forces connect different entities. This is my dog. This dog, born in Palmdale sometime in August 2016, was born right then, right there, to be found by me when I found her on Pet Finder when I set the search radius at 10 miles and she was 9.6 miles away. Wow. Uh, Meant right? To be. What if they had rounded up? But they didn't. Um, and there was something, like, I just saw the stupid dog's picture There's online no and was like... no price is right rules. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's my dog. And she is. I can't. I couldn't. If I, if you had told me to invent a dog and then you made that dog for me, I would have been wrong. Aww, I wouldn't have done mates. as well. And it's silly. Like it's, it's such a small. It's just one person's dog. It's just a dog. It's just a dog I got at a dumb place that had dogs. Oh, like it's I think not, it's so much deeper. But than I think that. it's so much deeper than that. And the yeah. way she's affected my life, I can't even imagine. Like there's no, there's, there's no narrative without her presence in it now, and um. Like I, I, and if you're out there listening and you have a dog that drives you crazy, I don't want you to f- feel bad. I think that same chaotic energy is in your life for the reason that my dog's calming energy is. Like, mm. who knows what you're distracted by when you're cleaning the crap off your carpet for the seventeenth time? Like, who knows what you're not doing in that moment that could be different? And like that energy that comes from. Our pets, but I think especially our dogs. I have a cat. I have a cat tattooed on my arm. Cats are different. Cats are just like fascinated by us like we are by them. And they like to be in our space. Dogs are in you. Dogs get all the way inside. They need to know what you're thinking and feeling. They're deeply connected to it. So, yeah, your nutty dog that drives you crazy, I think there's also a reason for that. still your dog. And even though it drives you nuts, there's something. For some reason. You're such a deep thinker. Uh Uh-oh, I know. Wait, so you think that 
any dog that's in a person's life, there's a reason, even if it feels like this is not the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Like, even, you know, I have friends that tried. They got a dog and they had to take it back and they carry whatever that guilt is and, like, let it go. That just happened. That's someone else's dog. You Mm -hmm. got it for just a reason. They're all, I mean... And saying all this concretely, nothing of this is concrete. I don't know how. There, like, there's no measurable means of transition of dog spirit into human spirit. Mm-hmm. But there's too much of it. It's not a coincidence either. You know, it's just not like it isn't. Mm. There's this. Yeah. I mean, many people have said on this show that there's no such thing as coincidences. I think and that's I believe that. sound. I think. So when we talk about ghosts, you're not scared of anything like I've definitely been scared. Like, okay, so my grandma is the only ghost I have seen. Me too. My grandmother. Not your grandmother. That'd be fun. Ruby came to you too, (laughs) huh? Not me. She was not. But my grandmother uh, came to me and I think that it was just such, it was such a loving experience Mm -hmm. that I think um, it was a great way to initiate me into the ghost world. Uh, But it doesn't mean I want to see every ghost. Oh, no. No, no, no. I feel fortunate that my only experience has been exceptionally benevolent because anything else ghostly I've felt, I've felt like mysterious warm presences, but I'm, I think I'm more aware of like spaces that just have a feeling mm-hmm. or an effect mm-hmm. and like knowing that that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and weird plantations in the South or yeah. like... You know, places in Scotland where people like that, where I visited the couple of times I've gotten to where it's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I see it. Like, yeah, this that emotion gets stuck. It just gets stuck. And I, I, um, I don't know for how long. I don't know why. I don't know if it's about uh, unfinished agenda or something. I don't think it's anything that clear, but I just think it's undeniable that I've been in places, houses, elevators, hotels, you know. Would you go ghost hunting? Where like it just like is there? It's in your. It's you just know. Well, I always think. I don't know if I would look for them. They come to you, man. I don't need to go. You're not out there looking. I I don't think they're supposed to like. Every culture talks about it, and part of what every culture talks about is that there's no grabbing onto them. Like yeah. So I don't think we're like we're not special in that way that we're gonna crack it now that we've got infrared. Like I just don't think they want that. (laughs) If they wanted our attention, we'd know. Maybe that's what dogs are. <laughs> but like the ones that have. Yeah, but I mean, many would argue that they're trying to get our attention. That's an interesting point. And, uh, you know, humans, myself included, you know, our ex- experience is myopic. And we don't, it's hard to look outside yeah. of what we know and what we feel tangibly. Yeah. I actually have a listener who in our Facebook group told us um, about some haunting actually involving a dog. Really? Uh, And I wanted to uh, show you a video. Her name's Cindy. Hi, Cindy. She said, hey, y'all, it's my first post in our Facebook group ghosted by Roz Dresfeles. She says, "Um, in my old house, I'm home alone. I hear a loud crash. I run over to the noise that I'm still hearing going on. My dog is growling, full bare teeth and locked eyes at the top of the closet. Now, she usually runs away from her own farts, but this made her stand guard, which I've never in 14 years see her do. There was a heavy duffel bag on the 
on the shelf. It had been securely there for days, and the closet was so neat and organized, I can't find a reason for the bag to suddenly move all the way out of the shelf, far out enough to not only fall, but also far out enough to push the accordion door open. Maybe it was Weird Al. It was an accordion door. (laughs) There's a little more to the story, but this is the gist of it. The hangers were still moving this violently after I heard the noise and went across the house to check it. After I observed the situation and finally took out my phone to record. I was kind of in shock and after recording for a bit, the fear finally hit me and I decided to call my dog out the front door and they stopped swinging after we went outside. So here's the video. Tell me what you think of this. Well, that's too much moving. That's that. Yeah, that's more than that. Something happened in that closet. What we're looking at are a bunch of hangers, plastic hangers. Um, they appear to be a, maybe the kind that you get at Target or something. And they're moving like they're, one of those toys that a jerk boss has on their desk where you pick up one ball and it hits all the balls oh, and then yes. it bounces back and forth. But it, they're not hitting each other. They're just swinging too much. That looks, yeah, that's not, I mean, you know, we have earthquakes here and sometimes, I mean, I have certain things in my home that hang from the ceiling just so that I know like if there's right. an earthquake. Like I have I have a bass guitar hanging from no, a wall. No, that's too heavy. And you can't, you're in shit. <laughs> but the, there was your an earthquake. earthquake alert can't be a bass falling on your head. Uh, well, I have, listen, I have <laughs> candles, like cool, like bohemian candles hanging from, from a chain. And when those usually move when it's a little one. But we had a, cu- a couple months ago, <laughs> yep. the bass was slapping. It was funky. So that's how I knew we had a big earthquake. Now, this does not look like, I mean, I guess a, a major earthquake could do something like that, but clearly that's not what happened. So it's not. It's a very interesting video. And if you would like to see it, go to the Facebook group. Do it. Ghosted by Roz Dressfellas. Hey, speaking of me, yes. what do you think of this drag ensemble I'm wearing today? Honestly, it's a nice day out, but a tutu was a brave choice. You know, I just wanted to feel like a ballerina without doing the actual training. Now, were the tights ripped in the knees before you put them on? Yeah, uh, it's they're from ASOS. Oh, yeah, that's the look. You bought them with the distressed knee. You buy them with a the distressed knee. That's appearance. what a lot of people don't realize. They think that maybe I've fallen, maybe I've lived a, a life of adventure. No, just a couple clicks on the internet. And I enjoy the Coca-Cola is it bedazzled top, too. Uh, I didn't know you were going to be branded. I mean, I'm sponsored by Crows. If you're, by Crows. Yeah. But Coca-Cola seems to be the better sponsorship. And I didn't realize that you could make a little tassel set out of the tiny cans. I wanted to say I was looking at anything else through this taping, but I've really been watching the soft, sweet, flowing jiggle, which is impressive. Like, it's both mesmerizing sort of like and jiggling. I wonder if I've been a little bit hypnotized this whole time, <laughs> which I wonder if that was the point. That was sort of the point of this. Um, okay, I want to read you a story. This one comes from Live, Love, Livy. <laughs> I like it. I can see it painted on a wooden decorative hanging. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Live, la- Live, Love, Livy uh, left this review on uh, a five star review on, on Apple Podcasts. That's kind. Uh, okay. Live, laugh, lovey says, live, love, livy says, uh, 
I haven't had too many paranormal experiences, but I have experienced sleep paralysis a few times now. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? Okay, so yes. So oh, much so hear, I wait. just dropped my yes. We'll get back to Live Love Livy. What has happened with you with sleep paralysis? I had before grandma came, um, after my mom started going to seminary. I am an atheist. My parents are very cool about that, but they are religious in their own right. My mom is a, a pastor and while she was in school, I think like, you know, some people saw like the exorcist tour. Early. I think I Me. learned about the yes. I think I learned about the crucifixion at maybe the wrong time. Same. Um, I had for a couple of years uh, a recurring series of night terrors, distinct from nightmares, in that they moved into a waking phase where elements of the dream would appear in like in my physical space that I was in. Uh-huh. Uh, and it took a while to know if I was awake or not, and I didn't know. Uh, there would be p- moments where I knew I couldn't wake up or move, but I was trying to wake myself up in the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I think folks have had that sense of being fully awake and unable to move their body. And I know what I'm describing is a little bit different, but I am familiar with that terror of being like um, awake but unable to respond to your own uh, desires or like initiatives to get out of sleep or whatever. So sleep were you is seeing doing. things? Yeah. In, like what? So the dreams would be like up close at the crucifixion. Like I'm in sandals and a robe and all dirty. And it was, <laughs> it's in every movie like Mask of Zorro or like Prince of Persia that yeah. like, you know, kid. Like the kid version of the guy who grows up later is all dusty in the streets at some significant cultural event. I think that's the imagery I stole from where I'm like dusty. I'm a kid. I'm dusty in the streets and I'm like watching with the crowd at the crucifixion and I'm seeing like the nails go in and I'm seeing like, you know, hearing all the screaming and stuff and like I can't get out and everybody's watching and they're like into it. But I am not. And then I would come to a space of being sort of awake so I could see my room, but I was still all dusty and f- like there. Yeah. And I would see like severed limbs. Uh, this happened every time I had the dream and into that wake space. So there'd be like arms and legs in my bed. Oh my God. And at that point, like I was awake enough to be like making, like, you know, cognizant that this was happening. I felt like there were limbs in my bed. So like awake me was freaking out and like trying to brush them off and like screaming and I would finally scream myself awake enough to see that it was just like pillows or stuffed animals or shapes Mm. on my bed. Yeah. So for a little while, for a few years, part of my nighttime routine was like checking for alligators under the bed and also smoothing out my blanket so that I wouldn't mistake any ridges in it for a limb later in the night. I know. It was very scary, which is why like later having a benevolent visit, you know, in that same kind of like awake, not awake space and time was pretty wonderful because most of my you know, night terror experiences were terrible. Did they continue like did the terrors continue or do they continue? I got better at it. I Mm. learned a little bit about what the feeling was and I would have these moments of cognizance in the dream where it was like I don't remember specifically like what narrative it would have taken, but I had a sense that like there's another side to this. Yeah. It's the same thing I do now to reduce fear or pain or spicy food or hot temperature. Just like (laughs) this is as bad as this feels. I don't need to have any anxiety about it getting worse. And as soon as I turn off that worry in my brain, like, oh, God, it's hot. It's going to get hotter. Like cut that short at, oh, God, it's hot. And I can take that. 
it's the part where I can spin out at like, oh, God, it's bad. It could get worse. Yeah. If I stop it, it's bad. I can take the situation. And I think I learned how to do that in my dreams. Like, oh, this is just a nightmare. It doesn't need to be a night terror. Do you do that? Do you get nervous before going on stage? No, I get nervous after. Why? I feel super empty before, not like, but clean, just sort of like quiet before I go on stage. And then for about 15 minutes after, whether it went well or not, I'm insufferable. I'm just so excited and like nervous and all the feelings that I was managing before I went through the set all then get processed. Interesting. I I still get terrified. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. P.S. We did a show last night and you were great. Oh, thank you. You were terrific. It was very, very fun. Thank you. Okay, wait, let's get back yes, to Live, this, Love, Live. What happened to this sleep paralysis person? Because I feel like they have the real kind where they're watching themselves and they can't move and it's scary. Well, Live, Love, Livy. I just I can't stop saying that. Live, Love, Livy. Live, Love, Livy. I'm terrified to hear what's going to happen to you. Okay. <laughs> the most recent and creepy story happened at my childhood home over winter break. Now, I'm in college, so I was home for the holidays. One night... I went to bed early and woke up in the middle of the night because it sounded like my mom was calling my name from the other side of my door. Her room is across the hall from mine, but her voice sounded like it was directly outside my door. Nope. It's like knocking. Live, love, living. No, no, no. Live, love, living. Wake up. Uh, I felt like I was half dreaming, so I ignored her voice, hoping to escape back into my dream and pretended to be asleep. I was facing the wall, so I couldn't actually see the door. I then heard the door open, but in my half-dream state, I was too lazy to roll over and look at the door and continued to ignore what I thought was my mother opening the door. This sounds similar to things like like what we've been talking about. This is very perfect. Okay. I was pretty sure I was dreaming everything, so that's why I was being lazy about waking up or rolling over to face the door. I then... Felt someone sit on my bed. Nope, nope, nope. And instantly snapped my eyes open, only to find the room black and empty with my door still closed. So creepy. I asked my mom about it the next day, and she said she never went into my room that night or tried to talk to me through the door. Okay. That is terrifying yeah man all those uh because that blends with like real shit where an intruder has shot you up with something in your sleep and you wake up to them sitting on your bed and you can't move exactly and like the paranormal version of that is not less scary no that is horrifying well especially if it's like someone doing an impression of your mom oh gosh i feel like that impressionists are the worst it's like (laughs) That's one of those, like, boogeyman things that seems to just, uh, like, Jeff Dunham just putting up a puck. I know that's not an impressionist, but wouldn't that be, like, worse? A ventriloquist ghost. Yeah, ventriloquist, just, like, you know, puppet of your mom. Oh, no. On on its haunted-ass hand. Oh, I don't like that. No. Do they do that? Do ghosts of ventriloquists just throw their voices? Well, I just recently um, admitted on this podcast that I am always on a hunt for a, a old antique ventriloquist dummy. Haunted as fuck. I don't no want it to be that haunted. Those are just wooden dead kits. There is no I way. I know. <laughs> you can't ask an inanimate object to be that personified and not expect it to take on some person goo. I know. This exactly. It's just weird. Just filled with person goo. Just like me. Hey, do you want to hear some ghost voices? Do it. 
Okay. Well, you told me that you're on your way to Napa after this. And I uh, typed in on YouTube, Napa Ghost Voices. Ooh, I bet there's some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, do you know what an EVP is? Uh, I, uh, I'm going to get it wrong. It's the term that means uh, what's well, electronic voice phenomenon. Oh, right, so right, right. So it's okay. when ghost hunters catch EVPs. Right. So it is time for... EVPs. Or EV please. So I'm in. I uh, found this on YouTube. This is from Anthony Anderson, who I believe we've used Anthony Anderson's videos before. Good job, Anthony. And um, this is actually at a place that I have been to because Ooh. I have family that is from near that area, and they've taken me to this place. It is the Coppola oh. Rubicon Estate. I know Coppola's Rubicon Estate. Yes, yeah. indeed. I, now, I don't know the haunted history of it. I wish it wasn't connected to a filmmaker with the equipment, money, and time to just like put a speaker in a camera. Cave and be like, <laughs> so I'm going to try to remain open to the possibility of a true haunting. No, I and think... not just some like Sofia Coppola being a scamp shit. <laughs> I think that this, these seem pretty convincing because this video had a bunch of different voices and some of them very, very clear. Um, so let's try this first one. Tell me what you think Anthony Anderson thinks it says or what you think it says. <laughs> Just a quick one. Oh, headphones. Oh, yeah. Put on the headphones. Okay, here we go. I mean, did that ghost just sneeze? That's. It does sound like a sneeze. But it they, does sound they like they a sneeze. They do believe that it's a word. Here, I'll play it again. Okay. Check, please. Check, please. Here, I'll give you some options. Okay. Is it A, typical? <laughs> B, Deborah called? <laughs> C, difficult, or D, achoo, a sneeze. Yeah, I'm feeling the sneeze. Um, here, I'll do it again. Deborah, was that one of the options? Deborah called. Deborah called. Wait, here, let's let's focus in. Here we go. Yeah, it sounds like someone said Deborah called. But right after they sneezed, like <laughs> someone, ju- like another ghost just got home and they've been waiting for Deborah's call. But ghost one, the speaking ghost, like just had to see. <laughs> like, I have to tell you Deborah called, but also. Uh, yeah, I can't control Deborah it. Deborah called. Yes. It was like a like a ghost who just had the wind knocked out of it. Who's Deborah? Deborah called. Uh, no, they believe it's difficult, which I can kind of hear. Listen, I'm going to go with check, please. Honestly, and this ghost is done. Listen, difficult. It's Deborah called. It's, it's Deborah, Deborah called with a sneeze. Okay, here's another one. Uh, okay, this was a longer one. Now there's a lot of like you know video ASMR stuff stuff going on, but it's a it's a faint in the distance a ghost saying a sentence. Here, let's listen again. I'm try- I I it's feel hard. like this is one of those magic eye posters where there's someone driving in their car right now like, duh, it's this. And I'm going to be like, I don't hear anything. But and see, they're going to be like, I, it's this. That's why I like this game so much because ghost hunters are just hearing something. Like they've recorded something that was not them. And they have to pull right. from any place in the world uh, what it could possibly uh, be saying. So here, let's try it again. 
You don't go here? You don't go here. It may you be, don't it, go here. Or it could be like um, like my favorite, like a um, out-of-control teenage girl on, on Dr. Phil. Like, you don't know me. Yep. You don't know me. Okay, here's Is some options. Is that the right tone, though? That like, meh, meh, yes. meh, meh, yes. Okay. Okay, here, let me give you some options. Is it A, never can tell me nothing? <laughs> Is it B, never tell if a spirit's an asshole? <laughs> C, Never can tell if I'm dead or not. Or D, never can tell the difference between Toby Maguire and Topher Grace. It's definitely Toby Maguire and Topher Grace. I can that never would tell haunt the difference. anyone. I don't know. If the difference. you passed before you managed to nail out your facial feature to determine one from the other, <laughs> think of how unsettled your spirit would be. True. Just wandering around like, oh no, and which one's Lucas Haas? Like, just lost. <laughs> Wait, lost again. forever. <laughs> You've got snow cones. <laughs> well, they believe it says never can tell if a spirit's an asshole. And listen, you can kind of hear it now that you know that. Oh, you can. You can hear that. It's weird. It almost sounds like um, I listen to too many other true crime podcasts that play things like cult leaders talking to their followers. And it does have that like ambient feel like a tape recorder was on in the back of L. Ron Hubbard just babbling oh. in front of a group of people on a boat. It, it's like a spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Well, I think that's about it. Brad. You've killed it. I'm still just staring at your Coke can tassels. Oh, thank you. It's like a bunch of tiny cans on the end of beaded strings. And it's like, again, but somehow gonna, I have to drive on a highway for the next. So if there's like a trigger word, like if, if I hear the word rooster on the radio, am I going to like lose control? No, no, have no. You tr- okay, so this you're is not, just benign hypnotism. Benign, not, okay, good. Because when you're driving, just keep in mind that life is a highway. <laughs> I'm going to ride it. All night long. All night long. To oh. Napa. Did we both watch VH1 at fundamental year or formative years? We when... both heard, learned about the crucifixion too young, <laughs> which naturally leads to pop-up video on VH1. <laughs> the only comfort you can seek in an uncertain world. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Tell I want to people... thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Where where do people find you? What's going on? Please listen to my album, Major. It's on everything mm. that you listen to. Everywhere you listen to stuff, you can find it. Just Google me, Caitlin Gill. That's with a C. But if you spell it however you guess, I think I've finally usurped the other Caitlin Gills out there not that I'm competing there is a soccer player from the Midwest named Caitlin Gill who naturally in the early years of Google uh, would outshine me but her accomplishments are of a youthful sort and old 38 year old Auntie Caitlin's just getting going baby oh yeah so yeah my album Major is named after my tiny dog and I love it and you can play it for whoever you want it's a fun album for all I highly endorse your comedy why thank you back at you well thanks for being here Caitlin Gill, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Guys, I want to tell you again about the live show. Have I told you yet about the live show? Because there's a live show. There's going to be a live show. It will be taking place on the 7th of March in Los Angeles, California, at the world-famous Cavern Club Celebrity Theater. Get your tickets at cavernclubtheater.com. We can take pictures. We can talk. We can be dazzled by my whatever outfit I'll be wearing. We can we can all hear me sing the theme song. I don't know. It'll be fun. I just hope you can come. Also, please join the Facebook group Ghosted by Roz Dressfeles. And check out Casey's video that she just posted in there. Ooh. 
We also have a Facebook page, Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. I'm on Instagram, Cameo. Um, I'm on all the places, Twitter, Facebook, Roz Dresvelez. Next week, we've got that really wild episode with Rita Piazza of the world-famous Hollywood Improv, so I cannot wait for you to hear that. Gosh, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands Audio, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.